This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you to go over tonight and the weekend's NFL preseason games. Again, this is week one of the preseason. If it feels longer than that, don't worry. Uh, you're not alone. <laughs> so when we talk about uh, the preseason, there are a lot of ways to attack uh, these games. And one thing that some might consider degenerate, but I consider profitable, is putting together preseason Wong teasers. Now, if you are new to the show or new to betting, Joe, what is a Wong teaser? Well, first off, the uh, with Wong teasers, what you want to target is games with low totals. Guess what we have here in the preseason? All games with low totals. So that is what, what's appealing first off. It, it's uh, You put two legs together and you are not going to go through zero. You're looking to go through a couple of key numbers. So if, if you're in the plus two range, right? We've said one and two is a key number. If you're plus two range, that means you could tease that dog up to plus eight. You are going through the three and the seven. So in the regular season, that's what we're looking for. If, you, if you're at seven and a half and you're a seven and a half point favorite, you're going to tease it down. You're going through the seven and the three. That's what you're looking for. So my question to you, Ed, is we talked about how, okay, we have all these low total games. Uh, the idea of long teasers, um, do we change the numbers that we want to target, right? Or like which ones are considered long teasers if three is not a key, but one or two is a key? Is, is that make it more difficult? Um, this whole idea is brought up because I was actually uh, reading a piece by Captain Jack Andrews on Twitter, one of the best around in the gambling space. And he wrote a piece on do's and don'ts for NFL preseason. And we, we've covered a lot of that this week. And then one do is not something we've talked about. He said, do play Wong teasers. It is hard to quantify the value of certain half points in the preseason. However, if you don't mind trusting that the value is directionally correct, Wong teasers are typically a strong play in preseason. Last season, they went 18 and five individually if you had decent outs, you'll find a lot of shops increase the price you pay for teasers in the preseason. So shop around for the best price and don't pay too much despite the good record. Past performance, not indicative of future results. Are Wong teasers good in the preseason? Yes. Are they good enough to lay minus 150 on a two-teamer? No. Fair enough. I, I think that so makes what, a whole lot of sense. And when, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. So what... What do you think about this, this idea of long teasers? Because I don't, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. I, 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 well, I think part of it is just betting on preseason football is something where because you don't have a whole lot of data to go on, the natural 
the natural hurdles you have to jump over to bet on preseason games in general, I think certainly mm-hmm. can apply to this situation. But I, I'm with you. I, I think when it comes to Wong teasers, I, I think overall it should be a profitable approach. And even though the key numbers for the preseason compared with the regular season are different, the last thing you want to do is tease through zero. That is a big no-no. And that can be a little bit tricky and perhaps a little bit tempting if you keep hearing that one and two are the key numbers. Still, though, you want to avoid uh, going through zero. So if I'm looking at Friday's slate, for instance, the natural Wong teaser you would do if, say, this were the regular season would be to take the Bucks, move it to plus eight and a half, and then the Dolphins and move that to plus eight and a half so that you have three and seven already there. And look, if it's a one to two point game, then you've already won that as well. So there are perhaps additional key numbers if you take the dog and then, you know, move it over those necessary six points. Uh, I don't know you know, what you're laying as far as that's concerned, uh, at least not without putting it in the old book here. But at least to me, by having a similar approach, at least you have some kind of a baseline to go off of. There's also two and a half on the uh, Lions at some places, too. Plus two oh, nice. and a half. Okay. There's okay. threes and, and okay. yeah, one, two and a half. The lowest total of the weekend by far is 33 and a half between the Chargers and Rams. Uh, that's a three-point spread with the Rams favorite. So in that spot, if you want to include that, the lowest total um, by more than a field goal, you can go Chargers up to nine, plus nine. But, mm-hmm. man, Staley does not care. That's, nope. <laughs> that's the part that's a little dicey. That's the thing. That's part and, of your and, handicap as and, well. And McVay, I don't think, really cares that much either. No. Uh, no, he doesn't. You know, that's, record aside. Does McDaniels? Yeah. McDaniel, I mean. <laughs> no, Wes. <laughs> Very Chicago uh, of you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just add us. Nicely done. What. N- nicely done. <laughs> Uh, certainly if there's some two and a halves, uh, or, or some threes, Aaron, definitely. I think, uh, those should be in play here. Cause you're still going through like the six and, or going through the, the three and the seven, um, Washington, uh, plus three against Cleveland. Uh, is that a leg that either of you guys would be tempted to take? Man. Yeah. But Watson's starting. So when I was looking at that game, the first thing that popped in my head is maybe Watson first half as a play, but it's probably going to be a series or two. So I don't know if your book is offering quarters. Um, and and it, there's a lot of noise happening in Commander's Camp that I don't love uh, with, with the first game right after all of these distractions. I, I would lean Cleveland early in the game, if anything, there. Do we know how much, like, Jacoby Brissett will play? I think Sam Howell might be slightly better than him, so I don't know how much he will play. And if it's not a lot of Jacoby Brissett, then we're looking at Jake Fromm. (laughs) I don't want to look at Jake Fromm. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Maybe Jacoby Brissett plays quite a bit. Well, okay, so Watson's starting, mostly Brissett. But then if you do a full game, it's probably going to be decided by Dobbs or, dare I say, Josh Rosen. Are we sure that <laughs> Brissett's going to play a, a large chunk? Because if mm-hmm. things don't work out with Howell, then... That's what I'm saying. Then you don't want to risk. Like, That's what I was thinking. Maybe Brissett won't play that much. They already pretty much know what they're probably getting from him. 
So it might be a lot of Jake Fromm, but I don't know. I'm not sure. That, I think that's the logic I like there. That Brissett. I mean, it does like kind of sound like there's a bit of a quarterback battle though between Howell and Brissett. So that one's a sure. mystery to me. How much he's going to play? In, in that case, then you're probably looking at what two to three drives each, and then you're going to your third stringer. That I mean, that could be like what second quarter action, maybe start of the second half, something like that. So if you're going to bet on anything in that game, like it's first half and first half only, which, you know, to me would sort of nullify it as a possible long teaser leg, because then that second half gets, you know, way too uncertain. Uh, so I guess that sort of answers the question there, which, which is good. Um, yeah. Do you think Sam yeah. Howell's the one who was complaining? Like who is Biennemi yelling at the most that, tattletale to Ron Rivera who I'm just curious because you my would first thought him. was receivers that was my guess yeah diva receivers oh, like right? I mean you would think it's like not Dotson McLaurin. gosh that's wild By you would Pringles. think it would come down to that's the quarterback point. play <laughs> hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I guess the question is, like, why would you be yelling in the first place? Like, would you be yelling for lack of effort? Because to me, you're likelier to say that as opposed to, like, a quarterback not processing uh, what they're seeing out there. Like, to me, that's less of a reason to yell and more of a reason to go, hey, you know, do this, do that, do this, It could also be like, that the defense is a lot better than the offense in terms of the commander's units. So maybe. perhaps – Perhaps it's just been a big struggle for this commander's offense altogether, and the enemy's a bit frustrated. Yeah, uh, I, I would like to know the, the answer to that question, too, because the more you think about it, you think about where the enemy's coming from, and everything on offense is run to perfection, and he has the perfect quarterback for so long, and now he's dealing with Howell, or you know, he had the perfect tight end. Also, so I wonder where his focus is. You would probably think that it's at quarterback. Because we've, if we have, the, we don't get this right. We're not going to get anything in this offense, right? Right. So that would be my guess. Mm -hmm. But who is Howell to complain? But I don't, you know, I don't know. I'd, I'd be guessing. Yeah. He'd be lucky to be. Yeah. Out there so would I. It sounds like it wasn't one player either. So right. I'm just right. curious where this coming from. <laughs> yeah, that that to me is the key there, and it could be some sort of miscommunication. I I don't know, but it it sounds like it's more than one person. But still, though. Mm -hmm. You know, you're dealing with sort of a, an administration change, so to speak, and things are going to be a little bit different when your boss is uh, perhaps a little bit more hands-on or a little bit more vocal, whatever it is. And there are growing pains to those things. So that may mean that in this first week, there's a whole lot of uncertainty to where that I don't know how much that will translate into a preseason game, but 
if, if you want to stay away, like we're almost recommending here, especially with how many drives each individual Washington quarterback is going to play, then yeah, probably more of a stay away than anything else. And I think that's fine Gosh. by me. Wanted to circle to back. DTR again too. That guy's good. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing I him play so. again. <laughs> good against third stringers at least. And that's what we care about. <laughs> Make exactly. Westwood proud. Come on. It's the commander's uh, third circle back. stringers. That's right. Uh, when to circle back to uh, Chargers Rams, uh, mentioned that this is the lowest total of the weekend at 33 and a half. If we believe in the gravitational pull of the number 37, don't we have to go over here? You look at the last two preseason games between the LA teams. Last year, both teams combined for 51 before that, it was 19. So, yes, neither coach may not care very much, but this game could go way over, as we saw last year, Joe. Yeah, it could. It could. I got to be honest, though. I mean, I understand why the numbers – this is the lowest total of the week. I get it. Because that was my first thought. I'm like, Staley doesn't care. McVeigh, I mean, all, all, and his disciples that go elsewhere. Like O'Connell, mm-hmm. like, they don't really care either. So maybe that does mean that there is some scoring, but I do understand why the market has this as lowest total of the week by far. That makes sense to me. Gosh. Hmm. Do we look at the over? It is pretty low. I would. Very low. That's just it. It's, it, it wouldn't take much to, to go over that number. And, yeah. you know, as we saw from trends that I always take with a grain of salt, but – 37 is that number where if a total posted is under 37, better to go over. Totals posted over 37, you tend to go over because a lot of these preseason games kind of hover around that number. And again, I mean, you could have pick sixes, turnovers that lead to short fields, those kinds of things. That can very well happen here. You know, you do have a lot of, uh, you know, defensive roster slots for the Chargers and the Rams very much up for grabs. So I, I look at sort of all of these factors and say, you know what? Over is probably okay here. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. I, here, here's mm-hmm. one thing that I do know when it comes to uh, these two teams facing off. I don't want anything to do with the side. Either you, you take a stand on the total or just, just walk away and move on to the next one mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm not betting on either side. I, I don't care that this number's getting three on one side with the Chargers. Not, not interested. Um, let, let me throw another question to you guys because we have uh, a situation here with four different games. And coaches have talked about this in recent years, and we've seen it play out, that they care more about joint practices than the actual games. So yeah. th- there are four games where you have these teams that had joint practices during the week. Should we stay away from the games where these teams had joint practices? Packers, Bengals, Giants, Lions for today. For Saturday, it was the Jets and Panthers, but I think their second joint practice didn't happen due to weather. And then on Sunday, the Niners and Raiders had joint practices this week. Is that something you want to stay away from because – the coaches it seems like they care more about that maybe more of your ones and twos are participating in the joint practices as opposed to threes and fours in, in these games this weekend hmm. yes or or, or is it nothing stay away. or is it nothing i don't yeah. 
I don't think it's nothing. I actually respect it because you do want to still get your team game ready without, you know, risking a bunch of injury. And I think team, uh, you know, uh, team practices like this going up against each other are good. So I, I maybe, you know, the strategy is they, they have certain game plans, certain things they want to work on. Maybe it's red zone offense or whatever in these joint practices. And that way maybe it's less intense or, or not as intense as a team who doesn't have joint practices. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is the They've comp- already gone up against each other. Is the comp where we treat this like a divisional game? If that's the case, then those games are lower scoring, defenses play a little bit better, those kinds of concepts. And if that's the case, then maybe you want to look for a slightly higher total and bet the under there. Yeah. Yeah, that that could make some sense. I could agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board, and Phil Mickelson reportedly placed a six-figure bet on a Ryder Cup match. Details coming out in a new book that we will discuss right here on the BetQL Network.